Welcome to Mihinte on Air on 100.5 and 790 News Radio WSGW and online WSGW.com. Now, here is your host, Larry Rodarte. Good evening, buenos noches, and welcome to Mihinte on Air. Is everyone feeling safe out there? Are you vaccinated? Not vaccinated? So what happened? We had a few weeks there in late July where it seemed that life was going to get back to normal. It hasn't. We now have the Delta variant looming over us like the initial virus of COVID-19 in March of 2020. But I'm here today to say that I am a proponent of the vaccine. I got mine in early March, and I do feel like I'm in a better position now than I was in March of 2020. But I'm going to be smart and still mask up as the Center of Disease Control and Prevention has recommended, the CDC. And today in studio, I have two individuals who are taking up the banner for their communities to try and get more people vaccinated. First, I have Raymond or Bobby De Leon from the Mexican American Council. And I also have Reverend Craig Tatum from New Life Baptist Ministries. Gentlemen, welcome to Mi Gente On Air. Thank you. Hey, thank you. We also have Angela Williams, who is the Special Project Director of the Great Lakes Bay Health Center, who is calling in. Angela, are you with us? Yes, I am, and thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you all for being with me today because we're talking about an important subject, something that's really important in our community for people of color as well as the general population. And today, as we speak, the U.S. is now averaging more than 108,000 COVID-19 cases per day over the past week. That's in the U.S., the highest in about six months. Can you believe that? According to the data from John Hopkins University, rates of hospitalizations and deaths have almost doubled in the past two weeks. More than 67,000 people are hospitalized with COVID-19, according to the Department of Health and Human Services. And every day, about 514 Americans are dying from COVID-19. According to John Hopkins, 514 Americans. The vast majority of COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths are among those not fully vaccinated. According to the CDC, those not fully vaccinated. So we're here today to talk about that. And there's been an initiative that was led by the Great Lakes Bay Health Centers that brought in Bobby DeLeon as well as Reverend Tatum to collaborate and help to get more people vaccinated. What can you tell me about the genesis of that, Angela? Well, we had an opportunity, sort of a late notice opportunity to apply for a community-based organizational COVID-19 COVID-19 vaccine administration grant. And so we have been collaborating with Hispanic leaders as well as Saginaw African American pastors and other community entities since last summer of 2020. And so with this grant opportunity, it provides funding that would help us in terms of just messaging primarily. The funding will go towards um, collaboration of all three agencies to help in scheduling, um, social media activities, focus groups, and even vaccine clinics. And our target is people of color, homeless people, LGBT individuals with disabilities, as well as homebound seniors. 
But the primary goal is to continue to build our trust and visibility in the community and dispel the miscommunication around COVID vaccine administration. Yes, and and the Great Lakes Bay Health Center, they do a wonderful job, and they have administered more than 17,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccine this year. So really, we have to applaud their efforts and what they're doing. And I want to ask Reverend Tatum, how did you get involved with this? What do you feel is uh, important as to why you're being involved as an entity? Well, the reason why I'm involved, number one, is because I care. Uh, number two, uh, I'm involved because I see, again, the disparities uh, with people of color as it relates to vaccination. And a lot of that's due to uh, historical uh, incidents that occurred. People keep going back to um, uh, the Tuskegee experiment that happened. And so yes. there is this um, distrust of government uh, at this point in time. And then a lot of it's just uh, misinformation. So for me, uh, one of the things that I continue to say is um, so goes the health of our community, so goes the life of our community. So for me, it's very simple. I, I'm in it because I want us to have a healthy community. Um, as a healthy community, uh, we will see more life in the community. And, and I, I have an interest, as everyone else do, as a pastor of predominantly African-American uh, church. Um, I'm certainly concerned not only about my parishioners, but also about their families. And so for me, um, it's real simple. I'm, I'm willing to collaborate uh, to work with anyone who wants to make our community a healthy community. So that's that's my motive for being involved. Wonderful, wonderful. Let, let me ask Bobby the same question. Bobby, how do you feel the Mexican-American Council can help in this endeavor in regards to getting more people of color vaccinated? Larry, I think it's our responsibility as we call ourselves organizations in this community to actually uh, not use the word, uh, let's get the word out, but let's get the action out. And again, I think it's our responsibility to, to look at the idea of how we can make Saginaw, not only Saginaw, but our community stronger. And that's by having these people believe in us that uh, we're trying to do our best to get the uh, right information out uh, because in the last uh, few months we've been very confused about what's going on with that vaccination. So again, I think in the long run that it's called partnership. It's called unity. It's called everything in the world to get back on track after 18 months being incarcerated. And in the Great Lakes Bay Health Center, they have a new theme. Angela, can you tell us what that is in regard to the push for this whole uh, push for vaccinations? Actually, we this theme evolved during a conversation with the SAP group as we were trying to brainstorm as to what would be catchy in terms of creating something that would be our own for the communities of color. So our theme as we embark on this new campaign is called Community Immunity. Community Immunity. And tell me, Angela or Reverend Tatum, what does SAP stand for? SAP stands for Saginaw African American Pastors, and it's really a Christian faith group that's dedicated to addressing uh, racial, social, and economic uh, justices uh, at all levels of community uh, with faith, strength, and boldness in order to ensure that racial equality is the experience of all citizens in Saginaw community. So, you know, one of our taglines is engage, advocate, and collaborate. 
And so I, I think you'll find with the host of pastors that stand with me uh, today, we, we all have the same goal. We, we want the entire community um, to become immunized. Uh, we, we want our schools to be better. Uh, we want to look at things such as banking and, and health disparities because we have an obligation, as Bobby has said, we have an obligation to pour into those that will come after us. And if we do a poor job now, what will be left after us? That's my that's my concern. Yeah. And Bobby, I know that uh, the Mexican Council, as well as the Union Civica Mexicana, are a part of this. And also the faith based community in the uh, uh, Hispanic community. Right. Well, uh I think that, uh, to be uh, honest with uh, you, Larry, the idea is that uh, we are now engaging for the first time to get our churches involved, and I think that's one of the things that we've been missing in our community is to collaborate with our churches, and uh, that is going to be a, a ASAP meeting as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that's real important as well because that is where I feel that the African-American community has really found success uh, in this ha- whole pandemic, as well as in other endeavors in our community, so we need we need to tap into that. But going back to COVID, more than ninety nine point nine nine percent of people who are fully vaccinated against COVID nineteen have not had a breakthrough case that resulted in hospitalization or death. This was a report by CNN yesterday uh, with an analysis from the CDC data. And let me repeat that because it's really important. 99.99% of people who are fully vaccinated against COVID have not had a breakthrough case. And as of August 2nd, which was earlier this month, more than 164 million people in the U.S. have been fully vaccinated. 164 million of what? That's like half of our population, according to CDC data. But fewer than... 0.005% of those vaccinated, or 7,000, roughly 7,000 people, were hospitalized with COVID-19. And less than 0.001% of them, which is roughly about 1,500 people of 164 million, have died from COVID-19. So, yes, if you are fully vaccinated, you could still catch the COVID-19 virus, but the chances of dying or being hospitalized is decreased immensely. So about 74% of reported breakthrough infections were among seniors ages 65 or older. So, I mean, that really speaks volumes to what we're talking about here today and why it's necessary and why we have to push for people of color and all people to get vaccinated. So, Angela, can you tell me a little bit more from your perspective of working with the Saginaw uh, Health Department as well as the Great Lakes Bay Health Centers? Tell us a little bit more about locally in regard to the numbers. I don't have those numbers right in front of me, but I will expound on what you said earlier, that we have provided more than 17,000 COVID vaccines and over 56,000 COVID tests since March of last year. Sadly, though, what we're seeing is when we host these events where we will set up vaccine clinics, we only have an average of maybe eight to less than 20 people when we set these teams up in certain locations. 
where people are anxious to get vaccinated. However, um, the opportunity is there. It's not missed. The people are visible. Nurses, RNs, licensed nurses have to be present to provide the vaccine administration. So it's opportunities for people to take advantage of that, no matter whether it is the health department, Great Lakes. There's also a state-sponsored COVID vaccine team who has been set up at the local um, Dollar General stores. Ask questions. Don't go around relying on Facebook information, but try to get your answers um, responded to correctly because what we want to do as Dr. as Reverend Tatum and Bobby alluded to earlier is we want to create a culture that builds confidence in the COVID vaccine by mitigating that spread and the harm of misinformation and I think primarily like Dr. Reverend Tatum said earlier it African Americans we've had a history uh, in the past but you have to trust the science and do the right thing. I mean, the numbers that you just shared on a national uh, level right now are horrifying, especially because of the fact that the vaccine is available. It's readily available. And I reflect back to January when working with Bobby as well as Monica Reyes and Reverend Tatum and other ministers, we were struggling to try to find places for 65 and older people to get vaccinated. And now here we are, fast forward, vaccine is available and readily available and people not taking advantage of it. Okay, so this is our reality today. We know this. And I'm going to ask all of you to tell me, what are you getting as far as misinformation from your community? When you have uh, somebody that you know is not vaccinated and you say, hey, come on, you got to get vaccinated now. What are you hearing from them is in terms of their excuses? Well, you know, one of the things I hear is uh, that the vaccine has not been around long enough. And I think one of the things that we have to understand is that there's been some form of uh, coronavirus around for years, just different strands. It's like with the flu. Every year, the flu strand is different than the year before. And I always tell people if we're going to be a little bit more Uh, facetious about this, Um, when you take um, the vaccination for a flu, I think they're 65% effective, so in that ballpark area. But even with that, even if they were to tell you what's in the vaccination uh, or in the medicine, you wouldn't know anyway. You know, you have to trust that this is going to make it better. But that's one of the things that I hear. Yeah, and I want to elaborate on that a little bit because the mRNA uh, technology that has been utilized for this vaccination today, it's not something new. That, that They have been utilizing that technology for years, even in the fight against HIV. So, you know, as people have said, oh, this came about just too soon for me and, you know, the, this, came, this is just too rapid – it's not true. That's mis that's misinformation that and rhetoric that you're getting. So we have to get beyond that. And like Reverend Tatum said, trust the science. I mean, it, it's so important because I think that misinformation is guiding a lot of people in the wrong direction. Bobby, what are you hearing from your community in regards to why people are not getting vaccinated? You know, Larry, uh, I'll, I'll go back to the data that you just uh, read to us. And the idea that I'm pretty content with that. 
because and again as we started back then that we were actually uh, uh, going kind of like crazy about what we're going to do what's going to happen and uh, as we went along things were actually there was hope but I feel very strongly today that that data that we have now is the positive data that we can live with for right now what I am concerned Larry and my community is also should be concerned is the second round that we're going to be going with this virus that is where I think that we call the action in the community working together because it's not going to be dealing with our, our adults no more it's going to be dealing with our kids and again, we, we've seen the uh, destructive of, of losing families, but children, please, everybody, we need to wake up with the idea that we need to start this new era about working together as partners, Larry. But yeah. again, the, the data that you read, I'm happy with it for right now, but it is the second round that I, and again, we all should be content with. Yes, and you know, our children are most vulnerable in the community. And, and as we head to, uh, what, less than two weeks before kids start going back to school, and, you know, 12 and under are not vaccinated at this point. We know this. And we really need to watch the science. And the CDC, I think, has gotten a bad rap because some are against what they're saying. But I think it's really important that we pay attention and listen. And and I want to um, give a quote from West Virginia Governor Jim Justice. He just said this, this earlier this week. He said, with all the data and knowledge, you're talking a hell of a risk you're taking a hell of a risk, I should say, if you're not vaccinated. I don't know why in the world we would not run to get our kids vaccinated, the governor said, referring to those ages 12 and under, the youngest age group eligible for the vaccine. And I don't know why in the world, if you're not vaccinated yourself, you wouldn't be running today, right this moment, to get vaccinated with all this information that's out there in front of you. He also said he doesn't want to issue a mass mandate, but might have to do so if the crisis gets worse. We're on a collision course here, people, the Republican governor says. I'm telling you, as your governor, as your friend, as the person that you really trusted right now, you need to put this as the number one priority in your life and run to the fire and get vaccinated. Wow, that's pretty... <laughs> Coming from a Republican governor, and I don't want to get political or anything in this, uh, but I did think it was important to uh, state his uh, that he was a Republican. But, Angela, how does that make you feel as somebody who has been in this battle for a long time? And, and we've talked about this on this show earlier this year as we were trying to promote people getting vaccinated for the very first time. How, what's your overall thinking today? My personal feeling is frustration. I have been a registered nurse for more than 40 years. And when you mention HIV, I am the director of our HIV programs. And it reflects and goes back to when we first initiated a, an HIV clinic at Jane Street and how the stigma and the miscommunication was conveyed to not only the community, but even within the internal walls. And so this is not the first battle for me. It just becomes a challenge in terms of trying to message and convey that level of trust. And I truly believe that with the partnerships that we have cultivated prior to COVID, I just feel confident as the numbers get worse, 
I just feel like we will be able to make a difference. But I just, I mean, it just kind of mystified me going into the community, trying to recruit people to get vaccinated. And the stories I heard, they were so absurd that I just shook my head. I mean, one person shared with me, we were doing a vaccine clinic at a local church, and I went to the corner store and tried to recruit people. And a person told me, their family told them, who resided in Mississippi, but told the, the relative here, you better not take that shot because once you take it, you're going to die in 30 minutes. And the one about the microchip and putting a magnet up to your arm to see if it's going off. I mean, just bizarre things that I would never imagine. And I guess because I am a clinical person in terms of not hands-on, but reading research all the time, Bottom line is we still have to trust the science. And my concern is with all of the losses that all of us have experienced, some person that we knew personally who has died of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it's we've, we've hit on that on this show as well. I remember in the April edition of Mi Gente magazine, I published 12, I think it was 12 or 16 obituaries, 16 actually, and I knew every one of them. And they all had died from our community. And it, it just was, it's so sad because some of it can, could have been prevented. But it's a blessing that we have this vaccine, you know, that yeah. we have it to help us. And yet some people are still, what I would say, stubborn or misinformed. And, and they tell me they're not getting the virus. There's, I mean, the vaccine. Go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, I, Pastor, help me out on this one. I think that uh, our community should set aside the media. I think the media has played a role in confusing a lot of our people, especially our elders. And I think in the long run that uh, in order to be strong, this community needs to bond together. And again, yeah, the media is important, but I think the media has done more damage than ever. Okay, so I'm going to go to back for the media. <laughs> no, I, I'm in the media. It's important that we have that. We have to get disseminate information out there. But I want to I want to go back to something that when I had conversation yesterday with Reverend Tatum, he said that we have to trust those in leadership positions. And we're talking in your case, mm -hmm. other pastors, reverends Absolutely. in the community, because they're not going to lead us wrong. I remember you telling me that. Tell mm -hmm. me a little bit more about that. Well, you know, there again, we're leaders. Uh, we've been given charge to watch over those uh, who we call our, our members or members of our community. And we have to trust that they would never lead us down a path of destruction. So at the end of the day, I know as a pastor, I never take it for granted. Every sermon I preach, every time I teach, I'm accountable. And so when I tell my members, you need to be vaccinated, I wouldn't tell you to do anything I haven't done. Um, and I think our job as leaders is to help them understand the necessity that if you're unhealthy, our community remains unhealthy. Um, and I said it earlier, so goes the health of our community, so goes the life of our community. So it's 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 a priority. I mean, we're literally going to live or die based on the outcome of this vaccination. Well, I'm here at Mi Gente on air in the Alpha Media Studios, and I've got our guests here today, and we're talking about an important subject. Please don't leave us yet. We still got a half hour of this. We'll be back after commercial with Mi Gente on air talking about the need within our people of color to get vaccinated.
This is Mihinta on Air on WSGW. Listening to Mijente on Air on WSGW. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mijente. Thank you for being with us this evening. I have important individuals in the studio today. Reverend Craig Tatum, longtime friend, unknown, and Bobby DeLeon, somebody I've advocated throughout the years here for the Hispanic community. And we're in this mission, along with the Great Lakes Bay Health Centers, to get more people of color vaccinated and what we're saying today you know pertains to people of color but it can you know all the community should be listening to this and as many people as possible should be getting vaccinated it's that important and i think that as we collaborate that's the key word collaboration because we need to have a more visible face out there in the community and i was talking with Angela Williams from the Great Lakes Bay Health Center, who's on the air with us now. What do we need to do as we march forward into the fall in battling this pandemic? Well, as a part of the grant, some of the strategies that I think we should utilize is, I already mentioned trust. We all know who the trusted leaders are in Saginaw, but at the same time, we need to look at these younger age groups. Yesterday, it was an awesome opportunity to showcase our youth who were vaccinated and the short message that was provided from a local youth. At the same time, I envision us utilizing testimonials, social media, emails and presentations in the community and faith-based meetings, as well as continuing to host the Facebook live sessions on your show, Larry, uh, Reverend Tatum's, as well as utilizing other media resources, because it's got to come from the local. Is what I I look at it as in terms of uh, trying to change. I mean, we see all kinds of commercials with um, unfamiliar faces or familiar faces such as celebrities. But what I would like to envision and identify our measures to improve the social media monitoring of all of this. So hopefully all of us in collaboration can come up with some kind of marketing um, that would enhance people's knowledge of the importance of getting vaccinated. And I just feel confident that this is going to happen soon. And I'm excited about this collaboration between all of us in terms of trying to not only, like you said, target communities of color, but anybody. And so with this grant, I've already shared with uh, the SAP group that we're going to take it on the road and not just limit it to Saginaw County. There are pockets in Bay County as well as others in which I think that we can serve as that vital source of communication to improve outcomes. Well, you know, SAP, the group, I'd I'd like uh, Reverend Tatum to give us some names because these are pastors, right, in your community. Yes. And we need to hear who these pastors are because they've got a flock of people, and we need to know who they are as well in this fight against the pandemic because 
uh, we these are people to go to, right, in our community. Absolutely. Can you give me some names? Sure. You have uh, Superintendent Chris Pryor. He uh, pastors Victorious Believers. Uh, Reverend Rory Manning Sr., he pastors Corinthian Missionary Baptist Church. You have Drs. Uh, Hurley Coleman and Dr. Charles Coleman. Hurley Coleman pastors uh, World Outreach Campus. Brother is Faith, New Faith, uh, Church of God in Christ, I believe. Uh, you have Pastor Dennis LaFoon, who pastors Bethel AME. Uh, you have um, Pastor Robert Davis, who's at Christ Fellowship. Dr. Lacrita Clark, she pastors a church, I think, in Illinois, but she's here with us. Um, and there are at least seven other pastors mm -hmm. who are connected with this endeavor. Uh, yeah. Again, our, our primary goal is... You know, we evolved because of the racial injustices that evolved a year or so ago. We've been looking for an opportunity to bridge that gap uh, with uh, the Hispanic community for the purpose of trying to lift everybody at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Bobby, you know a number of people that are also part of these um, Hispanic groups. And we're talking, of course, the Civica, which I'm involved with. And, you know, we, you've always got our, our back and we got yours. Give me some other names in the community from the Hispanic community that our listeners can also look to out in there. Well, Larry, I'm just going to mention the idea that uh, reaching out to our churches, uh, Pastor uh, Martinez, Pastor Delgado, Pastor Rodriguez, uh, Gallardo, Pastor, uh, we can go on to seven more, but also our biggest one is our Catholic faith, Larry. Yes. That is one of the— Father the, Frank. Yeah, Father Frank which uh, actually uh, gave us the idea of, of using the facilities of, of having our vaccination there at St. Joe's, which we had a great turnout. Yes, yes, and Father Frank, he was all for the vaccine right from the get-go, from the beginning, and I had conversation with him because we were doing the, the video to uh, help implement vaccinations and get people involved, and Father Frank was all, was all for us in helping to do uh, commercials that would get more people vaccinated. So kudos to Father Frank and all those and the pastors and the Hispanic community that are on board with us because it's so important because the flock, they are looking to all of those entities and those individuals who are leaders in the community and we have to disseminate the misinformation. And there's a lot out there. And Bobby, you mentioned about the media and yes, there can be some real uh, dis disservice in regard to uh, some of the media reports, but also we have to look at uh, social media because there's a lot of individuals who all of a sudden are doctors. They know more than the doctors or the scientists. And so we really have to be careful and uh, have discernment in regard to what we're reading, what we're passing along, and what we're believing out in the community through social media. I want to mention also um, a CDC uh, study that they just reported, and it, it, it came over the wire, uh, I think the early part of August as well, where they said that the COVID-19 infections in Kentucky among people who were previously infected, okay, so somebody who had the, the COVID virus already, they showed that unvaccinated individuals are more than twice as likely to be reinfected with COVID-19 than those who were fully vaccinated after initially contracting the disease. These data further indicated that the COVID-19 vaccine offer better protection than natural immunity alone 
and that vaccines, even after prior infection, help prevent reinfections. Dr. Rochelle Walensky said, and she's with the CDC, if you have had COVID-19 before, please still get vaccinated because this study shows you are twice as likely to get infected again if you are unvaccinated. Getting the vaccine is the best way to protect yourself and others around you, especially as the more contagious Delta variant spreads around the country. So, I mean, the reports that are coming out from entities like the CDC, it's it's no wonder that the governor of Virginia is saying, why aren't we running to get vaccinated? Now, I had a discussion with Jesse Costilla, who is with the Great Lakes Bay Health Centers, and he uh, handles a lot of the helps a lot of the migrant workers that are coming to our community in Michigan. I think there's about 30,000 migrants that come every year. And he told me that so many of them were so willing to get the vaccine because from where they come from, they're not able to get the vaccine. It's not offered to them, especially in Mexico. We know this. And so to have them willingly wanting the vaccine in the state of Michigan as they come here, and then to have a, you know, a whole slew of people who are saying no to the vaccine, it, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense in my mind. But you know, we're we're not trying to say or mandate or anything. You know, we're just trying to collaborate here as a community to get people more informed and to feel more comfortable about getting the vaccine. Reverend Tatum, what would you say to people out there today that you run into that say, "I'm not getting it." There's just no way. Well, you know, I think the thing I would say is, you know, believe it or not, death uh, and life is in your hands. And depending on your decision to not get it, you risk the possibility of maybe taking the lives of those you love. So I talk about the power of you. You have the power. You can determine if your family is healthy. You can determine if you're healthy. You can take the time to talk to your nephew or your niece. You can. Um, I think it's imperative for all of us to understand our community, the life of it, and I keep saying that, the life of it is based on us making that decision. So yeah. for me, I'd say start with yourself. Um, I don't, you know, if I, if I and I've been in a hospital, uh, but I didn't know all of the chemicals that were running through my body, you know, and they put those IVs up and they put those things in to put you to sleep. I don't know those, but I know they were designed to make me healthy, keep me safe. And I say the same thing to individuals now. You don't have to know them. You just have to trust. At some point, you've got to trust somebody who knows more about this than you. Yeah. That's yeah. what it boils down to. Nicely said. Nicely said. And, and last week I was in a predicament where I had a 17-year-old nephew come and stay with me. And, you know, so many times, how many of you out there have actually experienced, well, could I have COVID? Because you have a cough or, you know, you're sniffling or, or you, all of a sudden you just don't feel good. In my case, I'm very sensitive to air conditioning. And, and Rob, the Rob father, my producer, he <laughs> he and I go rounds about the air conditioning temperature in this studio because if it gets too cold, I start coughing. And on a couple of shows, I've had to run out of here because I had a coughing attack because my sinuses, my allergies will kick in and I'll start draining and I'll start coughing. Well, 
Last week, while my 17-year-old nephew was with me, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, do I have COVID? I better go get a test because I was being, uh, my, my body was responding to the air conditioning in my home and I was getting too cold. You know, that sense of doom comes over you because you don't want to be responsible for a young life like that. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to him and I says, and, and he felt that he doesn't need to get vaccinated because he's invincible at mm-hmm. 17, right? But I said, we're going to get you vaccinated because I love you enough that it's important for me to see that you're vaccinated and you've got to basically trust me, right? Mm-hmm. Trust. So I don't want people to be experiencing anything like that, but we are going to, uh, as we continue on in this battle, in that sense of doom or gloom, and, th- and this is why you have so many increases you know, of, of suicide, and you have people who you know, are taking their lives during this pandemic, the statistics have increased dramatically. And so, you know, this collaboration effort that we're all talking about, we have to keep moving forward on it. And if if, if one of you feel like, you know what, I've had enough, this is it, you, you give me a call because we have to back each other on this. And there's a number of pastors and there's a number of people uh, in our community that can help as well because we're in a battle, I think, for a long time. And Angela, what would you say about that in regards to, you know, you, you mentioned you've been fighting. This isn't your first uh, rodeo. Tell me about <laughs> what you're feeling in regard to this whole COVID pandemic and where we're going today. I just feel like get vaccinated because we want to save lives. We want to go back to a level of normalcy. But if we if everyone isn't vaccinated, I mean, look at the science every day. Look at the data. You have shared so much data with us today. We have to have those com- intimate conversations with our family members, with our friends. And it does give you that sense of paranoia when you're around someone who is not vaccinated and you want to take precautions and watch when you have the cough because you're, you know, you're concerned of whether or not you got exposed. But when you read the look at the news daily and you see the number of people dying, we can save lives right now better than we could say at early January, February, Mm -hmm. March, when there was no vaccine or we barely had a vaccine accessible to everyone. And here we are in another phase of this pandemic where there's an opportunity to save lives quicker than we would have been able to in March. Yes. And, here we are 18 months into this pandemic. And like you said, we, we, ha- we almost have like an armor, if you will, when you're vaccinated. Because all of us go shopping. We all hit the stores. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, in July, we didn't have to wear the mask all of a sudden. We, we seen that light at the end of the tunnel. We thought it was going to end. And not, what, three weeks later, here we are, even more fearful because they're talking about this Delta variant that is stronger, uh, it's mutating, and people who are not vaccinated, they really have to do their part. It has to be a mentality of we instead of me. And I, and I'm, and I didn't make that up, believe me. I've seen that. I've seen that come across on TikTok or whatever social media you're on. And it's true. We have to think about the community. We gotta think about our families. We've got to think about the parties that we're attending this summer when we have, 
you know, huge gatherings because, you know, I, and I'm right there with you all. I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of being in the home and all. And that's why I got the vaccine in February. Well, it was March, actually. And it, it made sense to me because, you know what, I had that armor. I had the the belief that science was going to help us in this battle and that I wasn't going to be as vulnerable as those who didn't have the vaccine because I can't imagine today 18 months into this and not being vaccinated that's just me personally because I know there are some people that for whatever reasons allergic reactions that they may have to the vaccine or whatever they're not vaccinated but I you know I plan on traveling still this summer believe it or not and I wouldn't be going I wouldn't be going traveling if I didn't have the vaccine so Please, everybody, as we continue on in this battle, we have to get vaccinated. Bobby, what are your thoughts today, 18 months into this? Larry, what I'm concerned right now, Pastor, what I'm concerned now is, again, we're pushing the idea of getting these young people, getting our elders vaccinated, but we are looking at stubbornness. The idea is that the the, uh, state of Michigan, along with the, uh, the government, is saying if you don't get vaccinated, you cannot come to work. What are we going to do then? What are we going to do with these young people who are stubborn saying, I don't need this vaccination. Bottom line, I, I, don't, I don't have to go to work. What are we going to do? Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, Bobby, you know, you bring up an interesting thought because it actually can spill over to be Pandora's box. One thing, it starts a domino effect. And think about particularly for, for people of color to not be employed. I mean, it's difficult as it is now. But to think about um, not having our young people employed. You're fired because you wouldn't get the vaccination. Then it starts a spiral effect. Some of those things, those systems that we've tried to work so hard to bring ourselves out of, we're now going to see some of our kids propel right back into it. And it's unnecessary if we just get the vaccine. That's what it boils down to. And and some would say it, it it's simple. All you got to do is get the vaccine. And, and it's true. That's, that's what it is. But then you get barrage with all these different uh misinformation the rhetoric the 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 political rhetoric that is out there as well and i'm saying today here on me hint down here just turn that off just turn it off and reevaluate where you are with this pandemic and what is in the best interest of not only you but your family members as well as your community because we're all in this together, you know. We've, we've all gone through this. In March of 2020, we had no idea what was coming, really. We thought it was going to be two weeks, maybe a month, and we'd get back to normal. And here we are, 18 months later, and our mentality has taken a hit. I don't care who you are. Your mentality has taken a hit in this pandemic. And we've got to pull ourselves together and collaborate and do the right thing for our community as well as ourselves of course but i think uh the great lakes bay health center is doing a great job dr brenda coglin as well as angela williams and what are you feeling angela what are you feeling with the efforts of your collaboration at the great lakes bay health centers with the covenant health as well as the sagata health department tell us a little bit about that Actually, Dr. Coughlin attends those meetings on a regular basis, and I'm not sure if they continue to meet weekly, but those meetings entail 
all of the local leading health agencies in Saginaw County. And so at Great Lakes, we have what's called command meetings, which meet usually on a weekly basis. And those meeting, at those meetings, we share updates from the local health department in terms of data, in terms of testing. We also share information from CDC and the state. And because we are a federally qualified health center, we still have guidelines that we have to comply to on the federal level. And so behind the scenes, people are working to make sure people are safe. That might entail changing a policy on a regular basis just because the rules change. And so the ultimate goal is not just the community, but keeping our own employees safe by adhering and complying to all rules for safety against COVID. And I wanted to just um, also, before we leave the air, I wanted to just commend Labrado Guyton from St. Joe's Catholic Church. He has been behind the scenes ever since February helping to identify people who needed the vaccine. And I want to commend the efforts of St. Joe's Church um, with the extraordinary job they did with getting people vaccinated when we had the special projects that were held in March. I could not believe the turnout and hats off to everyone, including us, who have been involved in this effort. And I wanted to also comment on the migrant workers and Jesse and his own team. They are taking the vaccine where the people are in the fields to ensure that they have access to vaccines. And that's happening still at Great Lakes on a regular basis. Yes, we have to thank Great Lakes Bay for that because, you know, they trust the Great Lakes Bay Health Centers. They trust, trust Jesse, and that's a beautiful thing because they are the ones that put the food and vegetables on our tables on the daily. So thank you so much to uh, all of the Great Lakes Bay Health Center and their efforts. And we're going to wrap up the show pretty quick. So I just want to give Bobby and Reverend Tatum the last words here as we go out. Larry, I, I'm just very honored to uh, be here with you, Pastor, along with Larry and uh, uh, Angela. The idea is that, again, we have a lot of work to do. Um, sure, we're going to fall on our knees, but uh, we can get back up. Sure, we can get things done is because we're partnering with the idea of our responsibilities in this community. So I think in the long run, I don't like the Zoom people. You know, I don't like the Zoom meetings, but I would like to see us come together ASAP to talk about new ideas to put on the table like now so that we can get to work. Amen. And, and I'd say as well, Larry, again, thanks for this opportunity and to Bobby as well. And again, to Angela who's doing an excellent job. Uh, I'm willing to collaborate uh, to do anything to make our community a better community. Yes, yes, and thank you, gentlemen, for being with me here today. Uh, you know, I, I just want to tell to the listening audience, I just ask that if you're not vaccinated already, really give it some thought. Think of the dire consequences if you do get COVID, especially the long-haul effects even for children. The percentage of severe side effects from the vaccine is very few. Also, just pause for a moment and pray on your decision. It's something we can't take lightly, but in the best interests for your community, for your family, for yourself, the data out there is saying, get vaccinated. And if you're worried that the government is tracking you, please realize if they wanted to, they probably are already through your cell phone. Put that notion to bed. I hope we can look out for each other as we muddle through this fight against the COVID pandemic. Until next week, 
I'm your host, Larry Rodarte, and please stay safe. Until next time, hasta luego.